Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sito Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. Welcome to the Dr. Freedom Podcast. I'm Dr. Sita Patel, and thank you for listening. So I want to tell you a little bit more about what Dr. Freedom was all about. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you buy back your time and energy in your life, not just as a physician, not just as a provider, not just in your practice, but as a person. So this means in your family and well-being, in all the different parts that your mindset plays a role in each one of these things. And that incorporates exactly what you want to live by and what you think of yourself. So the first part of what Dr. Freedom is about is figuring out, hey, what is your identity? What is your goal? What is your destination? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be? Are you just a physician? Are you an entrepreneur? Do you have other hobbies, other interests, other things that you actually want to do with your time, like spend time with your children? Interesting facts about children are that 75% of the time that you actually have with your kids is over by the age of 12. Now, what does that mean? How do we have that time within our practices to grow and scale, do what we want to, do the things that we dreamed of in terms of being a provider, but still have the time to give our kids the attention, give ourselves the attention, fill our own buckets so that we can live our best lives all around. You can only give when your bucket is full. So how do you get to be more? right? That's the entire concept of this podcast, to give you those strategies to say, hey, this is what it's going to take to be more in terms of your identity, some time hacks, some lifestyle changes, things the way to think about how you wake up every day and how you spend those days. 80% of what we do is psychological. 20% is actually the things that we actually do in terms of the actions. Now, how can you strengthen that psychology to actually do more and be more in your life. And that means be present in every day. And it starts all with the different stories we tell ourselves. The stories that we tell ourselves all revolve around, hey, what am I going to do today? What am I trying to achieve? And who am I trying to become? Do I have a destination in mind? If I don't have a destination, it doesn't matter what direction I'm actually going. Because you can go in any direction because you don't have a destination. Now, by knowing that actual destination to say, this is a life that I want to have, you have a goal, something to strive for, to be more for, other than just yourself, your kids, your practice, whatever it is that you wake up for, to actually get that emotional charge, that energy to be connected, right? The psychology of connection is all about the relationships that you built not only with your friends, your family, your patients, but with yourself. The identity that we actually have, it changes over time. If you think about our younger years, we didn't know who we wanted to be, or we didn't have a glimpse of it. We had some mentors. We may have had some personas that we said, oh yeah, that seems like a cool trait to have. That seems like a cool skill to have. And then we started adopting those things. As we grow into maturity, into the next stages of what we are going to be, the mentors for the next generations, for the legacies that we are going to provide in this time right here, right now, 
It all depends on who we want to be now, today, right in this moment. Can we do something right now to change our future and our direction? And the only way you can do that is by knowing your destination. And that destination requires the mindset, the strategies, the tips in terms of, hey, how can I get more time in each day? How can I be more in each day? How can I do more with the people that I have on my team and the conversations that I'm having? How do I stretch that out to be in more in every single form or action? And it really comes down to saying, what do I want? If you can figure out what you want, you know exactly where you're going to be in each one of the stages and phases that you go along the journey. You've heard it all before. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey. Most of the times we wake up in the middle of the journey or at the end of the journey to look back on it. I want to prevent you from actually having to look back in terms of regret. Don't want to have any regrets. We want to live each day making progress in terms of the skills that we actually attain and the things that we actually do to interact with our communities, the people around us, our actual personage of identity and spirituality as well to say, this is who I'm meant for. I'm meant for more, but I need to be more. And so each one of these angles, as you think about the psychology that's behind it to say, what do I wake up and do today? How do I decide what's the most important thing I do today? What do I wake up to? Am I you know, on social media? Am I not on social media? Am I researching something new and interesting to learn more about, to educate the world on? Or am I picking up some hobbies? Am I filling my own buckets? Am I exploring some of the psychology and spirituality that's out there of what we are meant for? What are we here to do? And that is what Dr. Freedom, in a nutshell, is all about. Being more. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra sixty to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. All right. What exactly is success? Now, success has been defined all across the spectrum. Hey, is it you're wealthy? Is it you're healthy? Do you have leverage? Do people around you respect you? How do others think of you? How do you think about yourself? Well, most of the time in the society, in this day and age and time, we have looked externally to say, this is what the definition of success is. This is by materialistic things, all what other people think, and accumulating those things to say, this is what makes me successful. Now, is that really the truth? Well, people have challenged this idea to say, hey, what about the connectivity, the actual psychological aspect to say, hey, are you waking up as the same person with the same goals and defined by the same direction to get to that endpoint, to define that success for you when you reflect back on all the different generations that you've lived through? Now, in each one of these generations, you can think about skills and things that you've gained, relationships that you've gained, but also the things that you've lost, the relationships that you've lost, the people you have lost. 
in those things, it changes your definition of success. Because if you quantify those in relationships, in the impact, in the people, in each one of the sectors that you thought was success was meant for, accumulating cars, houses, watches, stack of cash, all those things, it's debatable whether that is actually the true definition of success. I think when you talk to much of the older generation, the octogenarians and the people that live in these blue zones and stuff like that, it's always about the relationships, the connectivity to the actual human beings that are around us that actually define success for them. Identity is always changing. It changes time and time again. Every time you look in the mirror, every decade you look in the mirror, every 20 years you look in the mirror, but it's more important to have that stable mind and connectivity to define what you do every day to get your goals accomplished. And what does that accomplishment actually mean? It actually gives you a foundation to do the next thing. It's not a place of emptiness of like, now what? Now what do I do? I've achieved this massive goal. And now what? I mean, you think about the stories out there for the Olympics, the Olympics and the Olympiads. They achieve gold medals and then they are they have to reset and they're like, okay, now what? Well, four years later, they can compete again. And now what? Now after their career ends and they've, you know, passed through their prime and they're out of that tip-top physical shape to be able to compete in the Olympics, what do they do? It's the now what? What is their identity tied to? Is it tied to just what you do or is it actually tied to who you are, what you live for every day in and out? How do you wake up? How do you go to sleep? And what you do in the middle? Because the middle is probably the most important part. It's the actual journey. When no one's looking, when you're actually doing things to make progress either on yourselves or the people around you, it's that inner wealth that matters the most. It is the only thing that some people will tell you that matter. Everything else can be determined irrelevant. We get caught up in a lot of the stories that go on of someone did this, someone did that, a patient did this, someone said this, oh, I have more competition with this. At the end of the day, almost none of it matters. If you disconnect yourself from the end result and actually do the next thing that's right for your purpose, your mission, who you believe you are meant for, and what you were actually meant more for, then you will achieve those goals. You will get there regardless without putting the ups and downs in place, all the, the highs and lows, because you won't have to worry about the external opinions, the other things people are saying, whatever that that stuff is, it is literally background noise to your shining story of who you are meant for, what you are meant for, the way you are meant to do it. That is up to you right now, right here today to define that success, that endpoint of what you are going to be and do. The other part of this is attachment. Attachment. Now, that's a real big topic. You know, the definition of attachment is the delusion which exaggerates the positive qualities of an object or a person. Now, if we get attached to the end product 
in the end results that we actually perform. And I'm a victim of this too, as a plastic surgeon, immediate gratification can see the results on the table, see the changes in that part of it. But if I get attached to the outcome, I actually lose joy in the journey. And that is the piece that is the most important because I'm probably only going to remember the journey, the outcomes, patients are going to come and go. They're going to have those outcomes and then they're going to move on. They're going to live their best lives. They're going to do the next best thing that's for them. But I can't only be attached to the end result. I actually have to get attached to the little things, the little parts of the journey, the conversations, the interactions, the bonding, the relationships that are made of why we're doing what we're doing and the why for the other person as well. Now that is the true meaning of that connection, that relationship to actually detach yourself from the end point of the actual result. And so if you have that, then you can actually have compassion to be present in each moment. You will not be burnt out. You will continue to wake up being grateful for the privileges that you have right now in your practice, in your relationships, with your family members, with your significant others, with anybody that crosses your path because your purpose is solid. It is within. It is that inner wealth. You're coming from a place of fullness, of giving to that next person, place, time in every single which way, shape, or form. So when you're looking at all the different snapshots of your life and each one of those relationships that you build, there aren't going to be any regrets because that attachment is taken away. Attachment arises from a place of insecurity. And that tells you, in order to be happy, I need this person, thing, or experience in my life. Now, if you can actually feel that, it means that you need detachment. That is one of the biggest solutions to being attached to the end results. Those end results can also be combated with gratitude, compassion, and equanimity. Those are the antidotes of suffering when you are so attached to the results because you're going to have to go through the ups and downs. It's going to come from a state where you're going to come from a place of less than versus a place of abundance. And you want to have compassion towards yourself and the other people around you. We are our own worst critics. That inner critic can only be combated by the compassion we have for ourselves. We have a tendency to be the harshest critics from each one of these things because we know every detail. We know what we said. We know what we didn't say. We know what action we took, which ones we didn't take. And each one of these things adds up in terms of how we feel about ourselves, how we think about ourselves, and how we show up in the time points. Are you present with your kids or is it just time that you're spending on your phone while your kids are just around you? How about your family members? How about your significant other? You know, are you going on date nights and are you having conversations without the phone being on the table or even in your pocket? Are you able to connect and be present because you come from a place of compassion for yourself and others? The equanimity, right, is a state of psychological stability where you're not disturbed by the experiences that you have. That means 
something terrible can happen and something great can happen, but you're able to stay focused and stay on a level playing field to actually achieve what you want to. And that means being present in every moment and starting right now, right here in every moment that you actually can live by to say, hey, I am going to show up right here. Just start with the next thing that's in front of you. So I get this question all the time. What is your purpose? Since you're a plastic surgeon, you have a software company, you are in a loving relationship, you have two children, and it seems like there should be a lack of time. How are you able to balance all this stuff? How are you able to manage all these things? And it comes down to my upbringing. It comes down to who I was meant to be, right? A lot of people look back at their past and they're like, oh my God. And I'm, I'm a victim of this too. I used to look back and I grew up on a motel and I used to have to work night shifts. I used to have to clean rooms. I used to clean toilets, fix electrical things, fix plumbing. I would do every little task that a handyman would do. I would cut lawns on weekends. I mean, it was endless amounts of odd jobs, but I hated it in the moment. I totally hated it in the moment. But at the end of the day, it gave me the skills to think differently as an adult. And also being exposed to business, that's what allowed me to bridge the gap when I got into private practice for being a plastic surgeon. And I think all those odd jobs actually got me ready to be a plastic surgeon, to think about things in a different way, be creative in terms of the solutions. And some of these things are used in all different practices in repairing things, right? Because that's the way I look at plastic surgery is just repairing form and function, right? It's two things and then having a stable result over time. And it was my upbringing for that. And at the time that, you know, my parents were very hard driven to say, hey, we want you to be a doctor. We want you to to do this because they wanted me to have more opportunity. They wanted me to have more earning potential. They wanted me, you know, to be appreciated, to be respected because from their time as a first generation immigrant from India, that's what they were striving for. They were striving as the underdogs to be able to win. And they wanted that for me. And they thought that that professional would allow me to do that. Over time, things have changed in terms of the profession. Things have changed in terms of you know, the amount of time that's required, the the golden handcuffs that are associated with being a physician and, you know, what society's norms and what they, they're accepting in terms of this. In terms of the basis of it, that was the part, you know, I didn't know that that was hard work. I just, that's what I did. I just showed up every day doing these things because I was asked to. And as I was asked to, I gained the skills now those skills help me tremendously in my life today in being able to repair all the things that are, are needed to in my house, but also think about things differently in terms of plastic surgery. And then the pinnacle of it, of when I got out to private practice and uh, I realized that medicine is also a business. And if you're not aware of that side of it, it can be daunting. I had the background my parents gave me of what it was to own a small business because there's no different in terms of medical businesses is a small business. And if you don't think about it that way, 
you're probably not going to be able to have the time freedom that you thought you were going to have. You're not going to be able to, you know, spend that time with your 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 children because you're going to be busy doing notes and seeing oodles of patience and all this other part that you don't place an importance on. For me, when I started private practice, I made one rule, just one. And that one rule was that I was going to pick up my kids every day. And there was a reason behind it. It's because that's what I didn't get when I was a kid. And I felt like I had to fill that bucket for myself because I knew what I missed out on, what conversations I didn't have, what relationships I didn't get to have. And I, did, I wanted to do that different. So for me, it was a non-negotiable, picking my kids up every day that could be possibly done, you know, omitting weather and some other circumstances and stuff like that. But by putting that one rule in place, it blocked out what I had to do and how I had to do everything. It was a constraint that was necessary for me to actually see the clarity to build the software to buy back my time. It bought back my time in terms of, you know, the communication, the organization, the accountability, all the different pieces that a small business is required to do, but just may not be aware that what level they have to do it. Sometimes in small business, you think, hey, if I just do more, I'll get the result that I want to do. And it's not about doing more. It's about actually the clarity to do more of the next right best things. If it's out of sequence, it could just be a waste of time. You could be running in the wrong direction, doing more, spending all this time, but it could not produce any of the outcomes that you're hoping to get. Those outcomes that actually make a difference for you to be more, to show up as more, to let your light shine as bright as you can in every which shape form in terms of your practice, yourself, your health, your relationships, each one of these things, it is paramount to just do the next right best thing. Well, how do you know what that is? And that's why I scratched my head with for so long, asking or not asking those questions, right? Who do I ask this to? Well, you ask someone that's successful in what you want to learn those lessons. And that's the piece that I'm trying to give you to give you the shortcuts so you're not having to have the same scars that I had to do of building a practice brick by brick, going through the mistakes of buying the wrong equipment, doing the wrong location, having the wrong personnel, hiring the wrong people, hiring too many people, going through all the different things to say, hey, what did it take to actually build the dream practice, the dream life that you want to have, and the dream's not over because I continue to want more and be more to give back each one of these things to the next person. So that way each person, each connection, each generation can improve from this database of knowledge to say, this is how we can make the next best thing and the next best thing. We can iterate on it and iterate every day. Every day is an opportunity for that. Now that is a piece that I was just built for. I had these constraints as a child, working at the motel with the night shift, homework, still going to school, still taking all, all the critical classes that I needed to, to get the college credits, to be able to go to college, to actually be a physician in a competitive field 
of plastic surgery. It required consistency, constraints, the dedication, the relentlessness to actually do those things. But it all started with being that belief, being more, being in a state of where I believed I was great, or I was going to be great, or I am great right now, or I could be greater. All that piece of greatness all lies in front of me, but it only comes from within. It's not somebody else's story for me. It's not my parents' story for me. I I guarantee you that they never thought that I would have a software company. And they never thought that being a physician would take away so much of my time that they would lose in the relationship with me. And that's some of the regrets that they probably have, that I probably have over that period of time of not knowing, hey, what other skill sets did I need to do to optimize, maximize to being that person that is able to give and be more in each and every state. And that starts all from within. And that's where that that origin story, the trauma and the other stuff, the other childhood things that we all have had, we have a decision of whatever that story can be. And that story has the ability to change how we view it, how we can view a negative as a positive, a positive as a negative. You can have that ability to change. And everybody from all the greats in terms of mindset and this and that, you have to change yourself to actually change your situations and your surroundings. Well, that is no different in terms of the stories we tell ourselves, the the things that we think that other people believe about us, the lack of self-confidence, the imposter syndrome, all these things that are created by the mind that hold you back from actually doing what you need to do right now. Those are all distractions. They're all coming at you a million miles an hour, and they're taking up each and every one of these sections to say, hey, ooh, hey, there's a bird over there. Oh, look, look, hey, there's a shiny object. Oh, oh my God, there's this thing over here. Oh, but it all is a distraction from the actual purpose, right? If you stayed consistent in the purpose, you look and you're like, oh, I want, I want to be better. I want to get in better shape. I want to look better. I want to feel better. What's that going to take? Oh, nutrition, diet, mentality, purpose. How do we talk about it, right? How do we keep those promises to ourselves to actually do it long enough to achieve our goals? And that's the thing. There's that lack of patience that just sneaks up on you. It just comes around the corner and says, hey, well, I want to have this result right now, right now, right? I want to have six packs. I want to have a six pack ab. I want to have 12 packs. I want to do it right now. But it takes the consistency in diet, nutrition, exercise, mentality, when not to snack, when to sleep the adequate amounts, when to drink enough water, when to do all the things you need to, to get the result. Now, you you know about all those, but it's the psychology of it, right? That 80% that can get you there. But how do you train your mind to fight the distractions? 
to fight all the different things that are kind of come at you, the ups and downs, the emotional regulation, the tools you need to actually do the next right thing for you so you can do the next right thing for everybody around you. Now that comes from within and it comes from the center part to say, can I be more today? Can I do this just one more time? Can I do an extra one of these? Can I do an extra five? Can can I go and help one other person, right? How do I clear that, you know, my daughter calls it a dirty mind, right? How do you clear that dirty mind? How do you clean it out, right? Gratitude, compassion for yourself, for others around you, for the opportunity that we actually have, right? If you think about, what it took for us to have, you know, the mind, the mentality, the ability that we actually have of growing up in, on earth, in the items that we have, the, the food, the water, all this stuff that has evolved over time. There's a level of gratitude when you're looking out at the stars, when you're looking out in terms of being able to drive a car or get to one place, flying a plane, or each one of these like things that we may take for granted, right? In even the communication, I mean, communicating to other people, animals, whatever it is, right? Having those gifts, having those little moments and living in that gratitude, the appreciation and the compassion, because that's what's going to change us to be more. And that I hope you can take to the next level for yourself to be more and be free. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast and if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.